And Lord, bless us as we learn again another part of your will for us, another uh, lesson from you, Lord God. I pray for wisdom. Speak the truth, Lord God, nothing but the truth through me to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Praise God. Please turn your Bibles. If you have a Bible or your Bible apps, please go to uh, Galatians chapter 5. We're going to go through um, um, chapter 5, verse 20 to 21. If you need a Bible, please raise your hand. If you, there's one here. Somebody from the Philippines is here. And two, two there. Two on the left side, please. <laughs> Somebody from the Philippines is here once again. And we're going to welcome him later. <laughs> he knows better than to tell me he's coming. Because he's going to give a testimony. He does or preach. Give me a break in preaching. <laughs> I titled our message tonight, Clean Up on Aisle 7. If you guys have been in a, if you worked in a warehouse or have been in a grocery store and somebody spilled something, somebody wasn't paying attention, you'll hear this in the PA. Clean up on aisle whatever, right? And, and that's, that's normally when somebody did not pay attention and spilled something. So now someone or a group of people were are now on their way to help that person and clean up the mess. Well, I, as they do that, though, they, we, they lose their time on whatever they're doing. There's now they're going to have to drop whatever they're doing and then go help that bonehead who dropped something on aisle 7. Right? They're on damage control. Time and resources are all of a sudden wasted because somebody wasn't paying attention. Correct? That's what... That's why it normally, that's what normally happens. I know sometimes accidents do happen, but from my experience, like when I was working in a warehouse, when I worked at Sherwin-Williams, it was all paint. I don't pay attention to my palette, and then I turn really quick, and off goes the paint from my palette, and uh, clean up on aisle seven, usually caused by me. It's sa same thing in our Christian life. Did you know that in our Christian life, from time to time, because we weren't paying attention, we now end up bothering other people to help us with our damage control in our spiritual life. Because whenever we don't pay attention with the Lord, something wrong will happen. And then you will have your own spill. And then you're going to have to call out, clean up on aisle seven. I just chose number seven because it's God's number. It's really has nothing to do with my message. <laughs> well, this is let's start with this. We're since I want to get to. I was telling Brother Richard I, I want to get through this sinful nature, the acts of sinful nature, because I I, I want to go to the gifts of the Holy Spirit because everything about this uh, flesh and acts of the sinful nature is just wearing me down. It's depressing. It's the truth, but it's depressing, isn't it? But we're gonna go through it again. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. These are the things that we're going to tackle tonight. Not almost everything, but I'm going to emphasize on the pride. The selfishness and pride in a person. Whenever a believer thinks selfishly, 
It is the way of the flesh. Nothing more, nothing less. Us believers, if you've surrendered your life to Christ and you practice, practice these things, you have decided that you will think selfishly. You have decided that it will be your way or the highway. You might not be saying it, but in essence, this is what you're saying. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to be prideful. I don't care whatever else everybody thinks or what everybody else wants. It's going to be my way or the highway. Everything in this list right here is ignited or started with the thinking of the person. Remember, we always talk about Romans 12 too, renewing of your mind. But a believer rejects the renewal of his mind again and goes back to his old way of thinking and he thinks selfishly, he or she thinks selfishly. It doesn't matter if he's going to ruin the peace and the unity of the church or the people that he's around with. This is unbecoming of, an, of a believer. You know what? There's, there's a few more lists from Paul. You know, if you have time, I'd suggest that you read through these. I'm not going to go through it because I'm trying to um, make a, for the record, I'm going to try to get the preaching done in 30 minutes. <laughs> no promises, okay? <laughs> I heard you there. <laughs> she goes, aha. <laughs> I, I want you to see all these things, though. I mean, if, 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 you're, if we're all going to be honest, these are the things that we, we normally do, right? We're, we're normally all bitter. We're normally not really happy for someone else's success. We're normally all jealous. We're, we're quick to lose our temper, right? We're, we're, we're quick to ask for grace if we're the ones who made a mistake. But if, if they made a mistake, oh my gosh, we call it righteous indignation. <laughs> I'm a righteous man and I'm going to get mad. So these are all in there. Same thing as Galatians 5.20, right? Almost everything. So let me, get, let me go through the list here. Hatred is in the plural form, denoting primarily a feeling of enmity between groups. The state, the, now, the description of enmity, if you're like me, I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? It, it, it means it's a feeling or actively opposed or hostile towards someone or something, Okay? The, the synonyms to it is hostility, animosity, uh, antipathy, opposition. It's something that you are against with. So when, you're, when you hate somebody, you're against that person. When you hate something, you're against that something. Whether it's a belief or a way of life, you hate it. And in this essence, in this sense, it's you hate a certain person of the body of Christ. Discord. Discord is synonym to enmity. Okay, it's it's a part of it. It's the same thing as, as and then this is this is the result of hatred. There will be discord if there's hatred, and obviously the, the Galatian church had this problem. That's why Paul addressed it. Jealousy or or zealous, right? Normally these are Filipino husbands. They're zealous. <laughs> Or Filipino wives, they're very zelosa. <laughs> That's the, the Tagalog word for jealous. <laughs> jealousy. It refers to not the godly jealousy, but this is the sinful and self-centered type of jealousy. 
you are jealous for the affection of your wife because your wife is always at the women's ministry, <laughs> not cooking for you, right? You're not giving you time. You're, je you're jealous for your children's time because they're, they're always going to the youth group on Tuesdays and not spending with you their pops, you know? Sometimes, sometimes we are just. We want, we want each and everybody to fall in love with the Lord, but when it happens that they're taking time away from us, and they're not all of a sudden not giving us the affection that we need, well, all of a sudden we're jealous. And then when, when we're here and we're serving, we're serving in God's church, right? And all of a sudden the person that just got here gets all the praise. Somebody who just got here and you've been here for 10 years and you're like, what am I, chopped liver? What is this? Why are you giving all the attention to this guy? He just got here. All right? You're like, you're like the brother in the prodigal son. All right? You're all of a sudden, you're jealous. You forgot. You forgot that this person has been long gone forever and then God brought him back for some reason but then, and then gets all the praise from people. Oh my gosh, how are you? It's welcome back. And you're like... Consistent, inconsistent. Why am I not getting the praise? The jealousy. Fits of rage or outbursts of temper often come as a final eruption of a smoldering jealousy. Now, this is interesting. Smoldering actually means it's, it's smoke but no flame. So it's something, if, it's, if smoldering is happening in a, in a bunch of paper, smoke's coming out. We might not know it's burning, but smoke's coming out. So it's a slow burn. So people who are jealous, we smolder. You know, there's a smoke. You know, you, you have to look at your neighbor, and if there's smoke coming out of their ear, they're smoldering with jealousy. And then all of a sudden, before they know it, they'll just outburst. All of a sudden, they're just going to be mad, and they're going to lose their temper. Because they couldn't hold it anymore. Because they've been burning deep inside for the longest time. For somebody that they are jealous of. Because they didn't get the pat on the back that they wanted. They didn't get the recognition. They didn't get the plaque. They didn't get the applause. That's what, that's what the fits of rage is. So it's all connected if you could see it. It's all connected. Now here, uh, number five is, is selfish ambition. Or self-aggrandizing. Um, attitude or to increase one's importance, position or reputation or influence. Aggrandize means to make great or greater, to increase or enlarge. It's like It's like grandstanding. Okay, selfish ambition is grandstanding. You want to be recognized. It, it's synonymous to canonize, deify, dignify, elevate, and enshrine or enthrone exalt or glorify or magnify see it's taking me look at me look what i have done look what i have accomplished give me the praise not god do that later me first right you know it's funny i was preparing this well i was preparing this when i was in this point my phone rang and it's from this realtor that i'd re really rather not talk to but he called me twice, so I felt like I really need to pick it up. So I spoke to him, and then and he knew, and he knows that I'm a pastor. He's been in this church before. Um, so I said, yeah. he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm preparing, I'm in the middle of my message, preparing for my message. 
So I was thinking, you know, that's a clue, my nice way of saying, I can't talk to you right now. Maybe we can talk later. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because it, it, help, it's, it helped me. God helped me because now he's my example at this point, right? So <laughs> little did I know he was going to be my example. So it took him 48 minutes. I'm, I'll show you my phone later. No, <laughs> 48 minutes to tell me how smart he is how full of wisdom he is, how many messages he has given that he is an ordained minister for X amount of years. So, and, and then stupid me, I, I'm like, when I'm in a conversation, I always ask a question. So I go, uh, so have you been a pastor before? No, no, no. And I think I should be, I think I should be insulted with this response. I go, so have you been a pastor before? He goes, no, 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 I never take money from the ministry. So I didn't want to get into an argument because I'm thinking, man, I got to go. But so, you know, instead of hearing me, my point is this. We're, we we, all of us, we can swing to that level. We could swing to that side. We could swing to try to magnify ourselves and glorify our, ourselves and exalt ourselves. And that, my friends, is a sin, an act of sinful nature. I don't know how else I could have told him that I needed to go. So I'm, I'm glad Alonzo wanted to bother me. So I go, speak louder. <laughs> so he can hear you. <laughs> so, but, you know, it took me 48 minutes to say bye to this guy. And he had a lot of, you know, he, he's very wise. He was really, he, he let God use him. But he fell into that trap of selfish ambition. And we could all here in this church can all fall into that trap too. It's so easy because we all have it. We all have still, unfortunately, the sinful nature in us. We all still want that pat on the back. We all want that plaque. You know, the antonym or the opposite of selfish ambition is humble. Right? Humble. And we all try to become like Christ, correct? In this church, at least, we, one, of our, one of our vision is, or our, our mission statement is to become like Christ. If we are to become like Christ, we need to learn to be humble. Amen? The tricky part with humility is, is this, as soon as you think you made it, you just lost it. Right? It's so elusive. Right? So don't write the book, Humility, in How I Attained It. You can't, you can't, you can't write that book because I, I think it will be wrong for you to write that book. Right? So the number six, the, six the, the last one, dissensions and factions. Um, or oh, not the last one, second or the last. This describes what happens to people when they qu quarrel over issues or personalities, causing hurtful divisions. Oh, we don't know about that. Again, <laughs> again, the result of selfishness and pride. Unfortunately, we as a church here, right, we have experienced this. And it hurt. And some of you are still hurting. <laughs> For some, you know, it, because it's, when divisions happen, when, 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 when dissensions and factions happen, it, it's like a divorce in a family. You have a very good relationship, and all of a sudden, somebody cuts it off. Just like that. Because one certain person or a group of people decided to be selfish and to be prideful. To say it's going to be my way or the highway. Those are the truth, right? 
These are the, and, and then envy, we're going to tackle that later. But what I want us to, to see here is, what I want you to think, folks, brothers and sisters, that us believers, we have three, we have three things that we are fighting against, three forces that we are fighting against for us to follow God's will and for us to exercise the new nature within us. And the three, three forces are the world, the enemy, and the flesh. I'm pretty sure you can't see it there, but I'll just say First John 2.15. It reads, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. James 4.4 4 says the same thing. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who cho chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Because why? Because everything that the world says to us and tells us is the opposite of what God has to say or has written down in the book, right? In the Bible. Everything. It's the opposite. And then we have another, another enemy. We have another, the, the enemy, Satan or Lucifer, however you want to call him. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. If you have bought into Satan's lie and you think you're enjoying now, you have to wait. Because anything that, this, uh, that the enemy has to give you will only cause hurt, pain, and suffering. It's just making you enjoy it right now. That too is a lie. Because your eyes are not open. That's another enemy for us believers. He is hunting us down. And in James, right, it says there that we are tempted according to our desire, to our tendencies. And lastly, and we've been discussing this for a few weeks now, the flesh. In James 4.1, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? See, all these things, they battle within us. And same thing with Paul. Romans 7.23, but I see another law at work in my body, warring against the law of my mind and holding me captive to the law of sin that dwells in me. The sinful nature or the flesh is still very much alive in us. Amen? And if you've been a believer for quite some time, you know this. You know, it's, it's a battle that we have to continue until we make it to heaven, until we are glorified in our glorified bodies. And the only thing is, it, is if we don't feed our minds with the word of the Lord, there is really nothing we can do so much with the lies of the enemy and the lies of the world. If you make it here at least once a week and one hour in your week, but you are out there six days. And you're in front of your TV for what? How many hours? I don't know. You're in front of your cell phones. Being given information from the enemy and from the world. That is completely opposite from what God wants. So how do you expect to win the battle if you are not feeding yourself away from this building? Because when we say welcome to First International Christian Fellowship, we're really not welcoming you in the building. We're welcoming you with the people, correct? The church is the people right here. 
The church is not the building. This is where we meet. But the church is the people. Because if we all decide, all right, we're all going to meet at Pastor Charles' house next week, guess where the church is going to be? It's going to be at their house. It's not going to be here. And then you come here, you think we all got raptured because you weren't listening to the announcements. And you're going to worry. And you're going to question your salvation. <laughs> but these are, these are the, the things that battle uh, against us, the forces that uh, we are fighting against so that we can follow God's will with our lives and exercise the new nature within us. Our second point. Now, I, I titled this Remedy as Prescribed in the Bible, but it's really, it's an exercise of the first gift of the Holy Spirit, which is love. And if you read these two verses here, Mark and Matthew 5.44, the first one is the two greatest commandments. To love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. You don't have to memorize any other thing. Those are the two greatest commandments. And then, and then Jesus, Jesus made it more interesting by saying, love your enemies. Oh, so my goodness, love your enemies. It says here, I, I chose the King James Version. It says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that they bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them, which despitely use you and persecute you. So how can you love somebody who hates you while they won't even look at you? How can you love somebody who won't even look your way when they see you coming at church and they'll just look at the other way? And then they'll give you that stinky eye. Right? They'll pretend they didn't see you, but they know you're on your way there. So they're just, what do you do? And Jesus says, love your enemies. You might not be, it doesn't mean loving your enemies doesn't mean you're mad at them. But they're mad at you. They see you as, your, as their enemy. And Jesus is telling us to continue to love them. Bless them that curse you. That's one of the hardest things. If we're all going to be honest here, that's one of the hardest things. Because if I'm mad at somebody, I want to do the prayer. The prayer that one of the, 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 the disciples suggested to Jesus. Should we ask for the thunder to come down to these people? That's the kind of prayer I really want to pray when I'm mad at somebody, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but Jesus says, no, don't do that. He says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. That's opposite of what the world has taught us. Isn't that true? In the Philippines, at least, it's the truth. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that everybody has this. The, the reaction that, is, is, is they're, that they're going to get from you is to retaliate. And Jesus is telling us not to do it. I got this other one here. These other two. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And then 1 John 4.20, Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Isn't that amazing? So what it's, what's basically saying is our love for God compels us to love our neighbors. Our love for God compels us to love our enemies. 
our love for our enemies proves our love for God. Our love for our neighbors proves our love for God. It's the, you know, it says the plain things are the main things. It's pretty plain, isn't it? There's no more explanation to do for these, for these verses. But if you reflect on these verses and look at the sins that we mentioned earlier from Galatians, how can you still be divisive? How can you still be slandering? How can you still be hating? Right? How can you still be jealous? How can you still be doing those things? How can you be prideful? We're told to love. You know, but, but I have a but wait. I have a but wait uh, verse here. These are the two verses, actually four. I can't count. Four verses that are given to us as instructions on how we should deal with people that we have an argument or, or disagreement with. And a couple of these verses shows us that we're the divisive people because one of the sins is division, correct? Or dissension. So in Titus, Paul said, warn a divisive person once and warn them a second time. And after that, have nothing to do with them. And then in Romans 16, 17, now I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who create divisions and obstacles contrary to the teaching that you learned. Avoid them. Pretty clear. Avoid them. Have nothing to do with them. And then on 2 John 1.10, if anyone comes to you but does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your home or even greet him. This is John. This talks about love. And all of a sudden, he's telling us to don't greet these people. And then the instruction in Matthew, if your brother or sister sins and go and point out their fault just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or the or others, get some witnesses, right? And establish two or three. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And then they, if they don't, then treat them as a pagan or an unbeliever. Now, here are clear examples. Here are clear examples that if you're not reading your Bible, you're going to fall into just, oh, love everybody. I'm supposed to love everybody. It's about grace, mercy, and love. Those are all true. But here's instructions for us believers. That if you already know that these certain people are causing a division, you're supposed to not to talk to them. Not even hang out with them. Not even welcome them at your home. What does love got to do with that now? <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I'm breaking into a song. <laughs> it's... But you see this, right? We're told to warn them, one and two, and then it's it. If Because they, they don't want to listen. We're told to recognize false prophets. We're told to be discerning, folks. We're told to be discerning. Now, now is this a, a contradiction to the, to the message of love? Actually, it isn't. Because if you love God and you love others, you will protect the church. From divisive people. And because of your love for God and for love for the church or the people, you're going to block this person. 
from making or doing any trouble with the peace and the unity of the church. And that's love. Because we are supposed to love God first. Amen? We are to stay away from them. God instructs us through Paul and John and these scriptures to stay away from them. Did you know that love is exclusive as much as truth is exclusive? They are exclusive. When I said I do to Anna Lou, for better or for worse, when I said that I do during that wedding that we had, I said no to the... <laughs> I said no to the millions. <laughs> if you have a cell phone, please turn them off. <laughs> please tell Gianna to turn off my phone. She has it. Uh, we, I said no to the rest. When I said yes to Anna Lou, I said no to the rest. When I said I love her, I said no to the rest. When Jesus said, I am the truth. He didn't say, I am a truth. He didn't say that. He said, I am the truth. Truth is exclusive as much as love is exclusive. So, going back and bringing it to this point that they're giving here. We are to protect. We are to love God exclusively. We are to love our neighbors exclusively. Correct? Am I making sense or not? Or was the phone still throwing you off like me? <laughs> Let me just read my notes so maybe I'll make sense. Now here are clear examples of how we are to deal with sin at church and how we believers are to make a decision to not associate with certain people that are causing division or confusion and unity. And the last verse there is an example on how we are to deal with disagreements with each other. If we end up having disagreements with one another, we are to solve it. But unfortunately, some people don't want it resolved. So the proper procedure is there for you to learn. Church, love doesn't mean you become stupid. When God says love our neighbor as we love ourselves, it doesn't say be stupid. Didn't say that. Right here, we're told these are instructions for us on how we should deal with people. And mo most of the time, people that are in arguments with us, it's better that we handle it from a distance. Correct? We are to handle it from a distance because we don't want to lose our fruits. We don't want to lose our patience. Correct? We don't want to lose our self-control because some people will just continue to push you and push you even though you're trying to explain it to them. Even though you brought in some witnesses already. So we are to talk and speak about this in love because the purpose is trying to win them. And we are to protect the church from this divisive people when they are trying to cause it. Now divisive people have different reasons why they would start that. Sometimes they want to start their own church. Plain and simple. Sometimes they have a disagreement with the pastor. And they want to gather a group of people to be in agreement with them. They want to have a gathering, a group, so that they can force their issue. That's what happens. Now, are we always going to see eye to eye? 
Now the thing is, no, no. If, if your answer is yes, you're probably not married. <laughs> you're not in a relationship, a real relationship. <laughs> because you're not always going to see eye to eye. But it doesn't mean you have to end the relationship. You can continue to discuss a certain issue and then work through it. Correct? Same thing with our church. Same thing with your family. Same thing with your children. Same thing with all the relationships that you're, that you're holding. Having discussions covered with love is okay. Now what are we going to do with this? All these things that we, we just uh, we read, that we read, now what is my, my third point? What is a believer or us believers are to do with this? The sins that we just saw in Galatians 5, 20 to 21. In Philippians 2, 3, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Can we all say amen to that? Amen. 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 Be humble. I think that's a song too. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Now that's a, that's a problem right there. Because not all of us would want to admit that others are better than us, right? Now, I'm not saying to liars lie to yourselves, which is what we call false humility. Oh my gosh, you're so good at the drums. Praise God. Oh, no, no, I'm not. No, no, don't be silly. You're, if you are, you just say thank you. Praise God. He gave me that gift, right? That's false humility. What we're saying is, is real humility. Humility like Jesus' humility, right? Jesus did not demand to be served, right? He said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. That's who Jesus is. What did Jesus do? He washed the disciples' feet, the work of the lowest servant in someone's house during his time. Imagine their feet before. I mean, imagine your feet now with your nice shoes and your socks, I'm not going to wash your feet after the service, un unless I really have to. <laughs> but if I have a choice, I wouldn't. But Jesus decided to wash their feet. I know it means for something else that the meaning of that is like, if I don't wash you, if Jesus doesn't wash you, your, your sins will be forever with you. But the act that he did, he did the lowest of the low. And how about us? How about us? We have this attitude, do you know who I am? How dare you carry that tone with me, sir? <laughs> These people don't know who they're around with. I graced them with my presence, but yet they didn't welcome me with red carpet. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. In our ministries, this, are, this is usually the biggest problem. When somebody becomes prideful in our relationship because they think they're better than others, that's when the cookie crumbles. Because somebody starts thinking, I'm better than you, I'm better than him, I'm better than her. So you know what? I, I, don't, need, I don't need this. It ruins relationships. It ruins unity. It ruins, and you fall into sin. You're, you're self-promoting. And people will end up not liking you. Paul spell, spells it out for us. As we saw that all 
the list of mess in that aisle seven in Galatians, right? The acts of the sinful nature reflect selfishness and pride. Here in Philippians 2.3, he speaks to us believers that we are not to be selfish and not even try to impress others. Or as when we do this, we become, as, because when we're trying to impress others, we become prideful and we lose our focus and then we sin. He reminds us to be humble and not to think that we are better than others, right? But the other way around. We are to think of others as better than ourselves. If you're serving for the applause of men, you will not get it. You will not get enough of it, and you will not be happy, and you will fall. You will fall. If you are thinking that you are better than others, and you will find out quick enough that you are not, and you will fall. You will fall. We are to become like Christ, and Christ is humble. Jesus is humble. He wasn't born in a palace, which he deserved. He was born in the, 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 the craziest way, the most lowest of the low. Nobody wanted him. It stank where he was born. No celebration, no fancy gifts until he was a child. Nobody wanted him. But yet, did he complain? He didn't even have his own house. Yet we have houses. He didn't have a donkey. He had to borrow someone else's donkey. And we had cars. With the S, right? Cars. <laughs> cars. <laughs> How about this one? Mark 10, 41 to 45. When the 10 heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Remember this story? The mother of James and John spoke to Jesus saying, after feeding Jesus, you know, after their pot bless, you know, they fed Jesus first. And then said, Lord, make sure that my son is on your right and one's on your left. Trying to make sure that her kids are, you know, secured for eternity. Trying to secure a place for them. And then the other disciples heard it. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For, every, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. He who wants to be exalted will be humbled. Right? He who humbles himself will be exalted. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So all verses. Those are all God telling us as a warning. That if we are going to be proud, God's going to be in the opposite side of it. But if we are to humble ourselves, God will give us grace and will be with us. So who are we to say we're better than others? Stop acting as if you're the prodigal son's brother. Not because you're following God X amount of years. And then here's somebody. Now all of a sudden jealousy is brewed. Everything else. Everything is it's just a it's a conundrum of mistakes 
at that point. Let us be like Jesus. Let the new creation that is in us live out in our lives. Because the fruits of the Holy Spirit is produced by the Spirit. We can't produce it. But we just have to be willing to let the Holy Spirit produce what? Self-control, love, kindness. We need to let that come out and remove our old self. Deny ourselves. Remember Stephen? Stephen was stoned to death. And then while after, before he died, he looked up and he saw Jesus standing from the right hand of God. He basically got a standing ovation from Jesus Christ. And then he said exactly, this, not exactly the same words, but the same essence as Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Believers, let's not go for the applause of, of men. Let's stop that. That's the only reason why you want to be proud. Is because you're after the applause and the recognition of people. You've lost your focus. Let it be that you're serving in the ministries that you're serving in, in, in here, in the music team, or in your own ministries. Let it be because you love God and you want to please Him and Him alone. Can we do that? Because you know what? I won't be able to give you the recognition that you deserve. Not so. You won't be, if, you're, that's, if that's what you're going, coming, going for, going after, I'm not going to be able to give you what you think you truly deserve. And same with the people, same with the church. We're not going to be able to give you what you think you deserve. But if you are going for God's pleasing, to please Him, that you're, you're living your life as a pleasing aroma to Him, and that's your focus, you have uh, your, your chances of, of pleasing him is, is higher. And he knows how to reward you better than anybody else. In Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I know we always say this, right? I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And in Hebrews 12.1, oh, we always have to remember this, that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. We need to get to that point that we are just living for Christ, no longer for us. I, remember the, the, Galatians, the list of sins, right? All of those are Caused by our selfishness and our pride. Because we think we're better than others. Because we want it our way. And we don't want to hear anybody's correction or suggestions. Because we think we know better. We think we're better than others. That's, we need to deny ourselves that. We need to go and crucify our old self. And let the new creation live in us. And the new creation that lives in the Holy Spirit that dwells in a believer will not want to glorify you. The Holy Spirit's job is to magnify, to magnify Jesus Christ. Amen? And Jesus Christ's purpose was to glorify God the Father. 
So our purpose should be the same. Let's not take, let us not, let us not think selfishly, let us not live selfishly. Because if we, if we exercise those sins, whenever we fall into those sins, we lose our testimony. Amen? A church that goes through a division, as much as half of the church didn't decide to do that, it loses the testimony. People end up seeing that and they're going to say, man, if you guys can get along, how can I join you guys? You guys can't even talk properly to each other. You can't even treat each other well. What kind of church is that? Right? Even though half of them, half of them didn't have anything to do with it. And in, 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 our, in our marriages, in our families, if we don't know how to treat each other with love and respect, and we're just going to go with outbursts because of our jealousy, because we, we could care less. You know what? I've had enough. You're going to be quiet. You're going to listen. This is what I'm going to tell you. This is what we're going to do. Wow. Right? And the kids are watching like, oh, my gosh, dad did not practice self-control. <laughs> They'll Snapchat that thing before you know it, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Be careful. Your children, especially the guys that have uh, smartphones, you're on record <laughs> before you know it. Right? We have to know that there are people that are watching us. So all of these things we have to consider. So the sinful nature really doesn't benefit us. Amen? The acts of the sinful nature is hindering us and will continue to hinder us and will hinder other people. And you know what? There is work to do, folks. There is work to do. The more you make a mess, the more you call on the PA, clean up on my life, Joe. Clean up on Joe Salcido. The more I call for help, you guys are going to put down what you're doing and you're going to try to help me, which is fine because that's what we're supposed to do. But then we delay the work. We delay the work. What's the work? The work to advance the kingdom of God. If you don't know that there's work, I'm really not doing my job properly. There is work, right? We are to share. We are to share the gospel. We are to live our lives glorifying God. We need to advance God's kingdom. And the, the, the less mistakes we, we make, the farther and the more work that we can do to accomplish that. There is work to do. There are souls for the Lord to win. There's work to do for God's kingdom, to help people, to help and bless one another, to glorify God with our lives. That is what we should be spending our lives with. The cleaning up part of the mess should be lessened. The less that we need to do damage control, the better. <sighs> but you know what? The reality, we're going to make a mess. That's where God's grace comes in. So don't be afraid to call me if you have a mess. <laughs> don't be afraid to call me. And like, oh man, you just talked about this. No, it's okay. We are here to clean up the mess, to help each other out. But we are not to say, we are not to say and just give up and say, you know what, we're going to make a mess, so forget it. Let's not even try. Really? We can't have that attitude. We have to know that we have to pursue godliness and holiness in our lives. We need to continue to remove the old ways 
the, sin, the acts of the sinful nature and live for God. Amen? The world is watching us. Let us the world is watching us. Know that. And be compassionate towards them. Because, yes, when you make a mistake, when you fall, you don't lose your salvation. But you probably cause someone to stumble. So have compassion to the ones that are watching you. Because you want them to, to come to Christ. You don't want to push them away to Christ. Amen? Amen. Please join me in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your message, Lord God, tonight. We thank you for your people. I thank you for your people, Lord God, and their, their willingness to obey you, to come together and learn more about you, and to have fellowship with one another, to be a blessing to one another, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for the soul of those who are still lost, Lord, and have not surrendered their lives to you. I pray that this will be the evening, Father God, that they see their need for you. And I pray, Father God, for my brother and my sister who have been straying away, Father God. Let this be the evening, Lord God, that you will empower them as they make that decision to finally, Lord God, give you their 100%, not 50% of them, but 100% of their lives. I pray, Father, for those who are sick, Lord, and are not here. I pray for healing for them. I pray for rescue for those who are in trouble. I pray for restoration, Lord God, for those who have broken relationships, Lord. I pray that you will heal them, heal their hearts, Lord God. Protect us, Lord, from the enemy and the attacks of the enemy and his plans for us, against us, Lord. Don't let it prevail against us. And Lord, I pray for blessings for all your people tonight. I pray that you that they will continue to delight in you, to learn more about you, to be excited, to, to read your word, to be with your people, to sing your songs, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they, you will change your mind and their hearts, Lord God, to finally live for you. That you will be their desire. That everything in their heart will be desires for you and to be obedient to you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.